right guys so for those of you who don't remember chapter 1082 we left off where sabo is alive and he is about to relay of what had happened during the events in the holy land of marishwa along with the events that took place during the reverie this and much more in this episode of the nerd fix today hey guys this is jay from the nerd fix the podcast where we talk about everyone and everything in anime manga video games and everything under the sun this episode we're going to be breaking down the latest chapter for one piece titled the truth of that day so for those of you who are fans of one piece sit back relax and get ready for your fix for those of you who haven't read the latest chapter i suggest waiting until it is officially released tomorrow on may 15th but for those of you who have read the latest chapter for one piece chapter 1083 let's continue on ahead So starting off the chapter, we begin with a cover page request with Doflamingo offering his coat as a home for a chick that fell off the nest. So with this, I find this to be really heartwarming and also pretty cute that Doflamingo would do something like this for a baby chick. Even though with someone as twisted and evil as himself doing something like this for an innocent animal, I'm really curious to see of what's going to happen next now that Doflamingo is on the prowl. But with that said and done, let's continue on with the chapter review. The chapter begins with Sabo telling Dragon and Evenkoff of his that everything has been accomplished that the members of his side were set out to do. They were able to destroy the, the world noble's symbol and declare war, and rescue Bartholomew Kuma and free as many slaves as they could, and managed to destroy Marishwa's food reserves. And Dragon tells Sabo his actions were able to get the marines intentions and kept most of their forces eyes on him and all the while the revolutionary army's influence sparked sparked 12 nations to take a up in arms eight of them were successful the exception of that being Luisia, who at which has been annihilated because of I, because of i am those of you who don't remember from that which did get cut off during the dendemushi call and from this Seven nations are no longer paying the heavenly tribute or exploring the actual resources. Even Cobb then adds, Revolutionary Army is attacking the world government supply. All carriers all over the world to keep resources from reaching the Holy Land. And with this, Even Cobb considers this to be a huge success, as the people of Marishwa can see what it's like to be deprived of food and money. With Dragon then at Admitting they're not cutting off their supplies, but are putting, but are completely putting a, a huge grip onto them. And with this, the world government will not, and he knows that the world government will not accept this situation, and will dispatch the holy knights. And with this, the holy knights, from what has been shown from the silhouette, it appears to be a group of a world government. In the world government that are operate in Marishwa, and from what has been revealed from from the fleet admiral Sakazuki himself, they are enforcers of the of the Holy Land, just above the Marines, and they only consist of just nine people so far. And from there, they do they do have their fear here in Marishwa themselves, and with them being just above the Marines. That's just basically something I'm really curious to know a little bit more about. Because 
From the silhouette itself, one of the members almost looks similar to Shanks. I don't know if they could be someone of the Shanks' family, or if it could be Shanks himself, but only time will tell of what will be more will be revealed for the Holy Knights down the line. And with Dragon stating that the world government will dispatch them, he also states that the that one the real battle will begin once they are mobilized. And with that, even Kloff tells Stabo that he will be the main tar he will be the main target. While Dragon says, regardless of what will happen, Cobra's assassination, he is still a hero in the eyes of the people. And Dragon says that in his eyes of the rebellious, authority figures in the world government are treated as the enemy. And he acknowledges that they are intelligent and fair rulers, and Nefertari Cobra is one of them. But news of that didn't travel accurately, and Sabo coldly admits that he can live with the way things are and helps fuel the flames of rebellion, which is something that Dragon does admire in, in him. And this is the reason why that Sabo is basically his second-in-command of the Revolutionary Army. And for really, really good reason, too. Even Koff then demands to know what really happened in the in the picture that showed a picture of Sabo standing over the body of Cobra in the newspaper and and they confessed to everyone what and wanted to believe that he didn't kill him. And then we then are panned over to a flashback that hope happened over a month ago. The revolutionary army attacked Marishwa. Not long not after long after the reverie began. And several world nobles are fleeing out of fear and one of them tried to kill their slave for being too slow, but he is saved by Karisu, who, for those of you who don't remember, has the power of a unknown devil fruit that allows him to create some, create some birds, but this is said to be revealed as when one of the world nobles tries to open fire on him, he doesn't take damage, and it shows that his devil fruit is now revealed to be the Susu Susu no Mi, which allows him to turn his body into soot and morph it at will. He then dispatches his attacker using a move called Oblisusu. Then we pan over to where Lindbergh is using his inventions and freeing several, freeing several slaves, with Karisu notifying the Amorals are on their way. And then with this, and then Karisu finds himself fighting Fujitora Hora, using Karisu Renkon to match Fujitora's gravity powers. And the battle between the two is pretty intense, and I really love the panel work that shows the battle between both the both an admiral and a member of the Revolution Army. And it's even shown with Morley fighting against Ryo, Ryoko Gyoku, or the Green or Green Bull. And several world nobles are demanding that Green Bull try is to be more cautious with the for the collateral damage, or they would hang him for this, forcing him to hold to stand down and hold back. And he and this he asks Fujitora what he was about to do, and Fujitora reveals he's about to call down a meteor. This being one of his powerful one of his most powerful attacks. And knowing when he's about to pull down a meteor with one of his moves, this is something that, yeah, Ryoko says that is not a good idea. Then, 
on the outskirts of the city, we see members that you would recall from back in Enna's lobby who are now revealed to be who are now all members of CP0, being Jabra, Bluno, Khalifa, Fukuroyo, and Kumadori. Watching the carnage and admitting how how tough the Revolution Army is to be content with the likes of the two admirals. And it's pretty surprising that members that were once that were seen in Ennis Lobby and were seen again sometime and a few of them that were seen in in Address Rosa, they're now seen as members at CP0. And I'm really curious to see of how how this all panned down in behind the scenes of how they were promoted to CP0. But I guess um, probably down the line we'll probably get some answers soon, but probably not. Then we pan over to Sabo, who's trying to get the keys for, his, for the slaves' collars, and St. Charles, for those of you who don't remember, the guy who got punched in the face by Luffy in the Sabo, the, the archipelago arc, and his father, Rosward, are riding Kuma. And Sabo then learns Charles still plans to make Shirahoshi his slave, Shirahoshi being the daughter of Poseidon from back in the Fishman arc. And he contacts Morley to make sure everyone is ready for the plan to save Kuma and to stop Charles. With that, in addition, Jewelry Bonnie is also running, around, running around the castle grounds as well. This is probably because she's also on a mission to try to find her, to try to find Kuma, Kuma being her father. Now, all the while, we pan over to where never, where Vivi is being followed by Rob Lucci. And she refuses for him to, to be by his, by her side. Refu and following the refusal to help Shiro, his refusal to help Shiro, she earlier, he was positive. He was positive to be targeted again by Charles, and wanted to be sure he couldn't. As for her father, he's told that he had an he had an audience with the five elders, and when Pell and Chocolate tried to refute this, Cobra. Cobra basically told them to stand down, and but instead told them to look after Vivi, and saying that even though she is known to always getting into a lot of trouble and always getting herself into danger, oh, but to make sure to never let her out of their sights, which is where the chapter ends. Now I'm really curious to see of what actually went on with the conversation with with Cobra before this this all went down because there's still some questions that are going on that happened just a month before a month ago during this invasion in the Holy Land of Marishwah when they broke Alkuma. There's so much more I'm really curious to see of how this all went down and I'm really happy that they were successful at breaking Alkuma but I'm also really curious to see of what else was happening during this during this break-in and what's going to happen next in 1084 this I'm really curious to see and only time will tell of what's going to drop next
So what were your thoughts on the latest chapter for One Piece? Did you like the chapter? Did you not like the chapter? Let me know in a questionnaire I'll be posting on Spotify at the end of the episode. Let me know what you guys think. Honestly, I really like that it ended on a cliffhanger and I'm really curious to see of what happened next and the continuation of what happened just a month ago during the invasion of Marijuana and also with what happened with King Cobra before his assassination. This and much more, I'm really curious to see of what's going to happen next. But for those of you who have stuck around towards the entirety of the episode, thank you so much for listening. And as always, whether you believe in the term nerd or not, keep loving what makes you, you, and stay awesome. Thank you for stopping by. I'll see you next time for a brand new episode. Later!